program, the Wild Boar News Podcast from sunny South Florida. Welcome, I'm Dr. Matthew McMahon. Modalism. Have you heard about it? Modalism is not an emotional state or a new operating system for the Macintosh. Modalism is a Trinitarian heresy. It came into play to describe the anti-Christian teachings associated with Nodius and Praxius in the 2nd century and Sabellius in the 3rd century. The Sabellian theory of about 268 A.D. demonstrates that though God made the names Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, these are mere titles of three modes of action which the one God successively assumes. The term which Sabellius seems to have employed was that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three forms or manifestations of the one Godhead which presented real portions of his substance, extended into them, as it were, by a sort of spiritual division. He believed that God revealed himself in three different ways, like three masks used at different times. Now, who, in their right mind, if they have even perused the biblical record, would believe such nonsense so long after the creeds, confessions, and councils of the church not only corrected the error, but also condemned Sibelius as a heretic and modalism as anti-Christian and damnable. Enter T.D. Jakes. This popular speaker, also known as Bishop Jakes, comes from a united Pentecostal background. He pastors the Potter's House in Dallas, Texas, one of America's fastest-growing megachurches. He is also a leader and elected bishop of the Higher Ground Always Abounding Assemblies, a network of oneness Pentecostal churches. In 1979, Pastor Jakes opened the doors of his first church located in a storefront facility in Montgomery, West Virginia, with only ten members. Too bad it didn't simply die out. The church eventually became known as the Temple of Faith, a Pentecostal organization that governs many churches of similar doctrinal persuasion, or rather, lack of doctrinal precision. He is listed on the Church's Report's Top 50 Most Influential Christians in America. You guessed it, they list him as number one. Well, the Bible would not be as loose as to include T.D. Jakes as a Christian, much less the number one influential Christian. He holds to the classic oneness Pentecostal Trinitarian heresy. If you don't believe me, then just visit his website. His website has statements on his view of the Trinity. He says, quote, God, there is one God, creator of all things, infinitely perfect and eternally existing in three manifestations, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, end quote. Interestingly, the, quote, ministry beliefs statement at the T.D. Jakes website does not differ from the doctrinal statement for T.D. Jakes Potter House Ministries. At this alternate site, at Potter's House, he says, quote, we believe in one God who is eternal in his existence, triune in his manifestation, being both Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and that he is sovereign and absolute in his authority. End quote. In an interview with Living by the Word Radio, Jakes also describes the Trinity saying, quote, I'm not sure we can totally hold God to a numerical system. End quote. In his own book, Anointing Fall on Me, he says, quote, 
The concept of the Godhead is a mystery that has baffled Christians for years. With our limited minds, we try to comprehend a limitless God. How can we explain one God but three distinct manifestations? End quote. If you deny the Trinity, you go to hell. If you teach doctrines that deny the Trinity, you go to hell. The Apostle John said in 2 John 1.9, Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. End quote. Christ said in John 5.26, For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. Present-day churches that hold the forms of this Trinitarian error are following old lies that the devil spun in his web to blind people to the truth. The devil does not want the human race believing the God of the Bible really exists. He doesn't mind cheap imitations, though. The correct teaching of the Trinity is that in the unity of the Godhead there are three persons of one substance, power, and eternity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Peddle a false god, and people will always come running. That's why megachurches exist. Give the people enough religion to satisfy them, and they'll come running and pack the house out. They'll give money, too, in support of something that appeases them and things that they like. As a result, T.D. Jakes is a very wealthy man. In the November 19, 1998 issue of People magazine, the writers describe his $1.7 million Dallas home, his blue BMW convertible, and his colorful, expensive clothing. Oh yes, he also drives a Mercedes. He feels his financial success is a sign of growing economic empowerment for African Americans as recorded by Pam Lambert and Michelle McAlope in their article, quote, Soul Support, end quote. However, the soul of a man would get more support from a Playtex bra than listening to T.D. Jakes peddling a false god. Wise up, America, before it's too late. This is Dr. Matthew McMahon signing off. Good night, then, until this same time next week. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reform books, tapes, and videos at great discounts is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-450, 3730 by fax at 780-468-1096 or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, 
God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle was adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the Papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important when he says that God had commanded no such thing and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.